0: So hello uh, and welcome to Let's Talk About Music. My name is Sergio Barrer, and I'm a composer and pianist of the Classical Persuasion. And today, today my guest is Kyle Smith, a composer uh, who I was introduced by uh, Kurt Neck from Music Spoke and uh, who has sent me some choral music which we're going to discuss and, and we're going to have a nice conversation. Hi, Kyle.
1: It's really nice to meet you, Sergio. Thanks for inviting me on your show. I'm really looking forward to
0: this. Uh, thank you. Uh, the first thing I usually ask is, uh, can you tell us a little bit your story as a musician? How did you come to become a composer?
1: Uh, I'll try to make it as uh, brief and as non-boring as, as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've sung in choirs my whole life and it, uh, it wasn't until I was in my late teens that I d- decided to become a composer and I really didn't know anything about music uh, at that point except for having sung a lot of it. Uh, you know I wasn't uh, trained uh, at all uh, but I went to uh, college and started writing. and my first love was vocal music and choral music although I've written lots of Oh, my goodness. I've written maybe two dozen or more uh, orchestral pieces, lots of chamber music. And uh, I've in recent years, it seems to be that choral music is my uh, where I'm most active. But that hasn't been a plan of mine or any uh, any uh, planned trajectory in my career just happened to work out that way. Um, But I am. you know, uh, happy to write in any kind of forms or for any kind of uh, ensembles, but I really do love writing for voice. And so um, I think I have a particular uh, feel for writing for for voice because being an amateur singer, an amateur choral singer, I have a really good feel for what works and what doesn't work so well, what's really hard for uh, singers to, put across whether amateurs or professionals and uh, so i i try to write very uh very vocally uh, uh for uh, for each of the voices so uh i guess that's my story you know up to this point
0: <laughs> yeah i uh yeah i've i've been uh you sent me three pieces to look at and i was uh i spent the last hour and a half studying the music and listening to it, and uh, it's very interesting music i I contacted Kurt because uh, i had I had at one point an interview uh, a chat and the and the music was totally, totally conventional I mean it was hundred percent commercial music and I didn't know this this when I started the interview and, and I said no. No I'm not gonna do this with this i so I said, "Hey Kurt, do you know some some interesting composers i can i can uh i can i can talk to and and he sent me the list i you know it, there was nothing wrong with the music the The music was very well crafted and was melodic and it was nice. It's just that uh that i'm I'm more interested in meeting people that are doing something that is a little bit more that it's a little bit different than uh, normal, you know, conventional, commercial. You know, I I was listening to this piece and I was thinking, okay, this would go perfect with a Disney show, <laughs> that, that kind of thing, you know. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, all right, let's let's get back to um, to other things. I uh, so so which I I want to finish with the Spar- Star Spangled Banner. Um uh, but uh which one of the other two would you like to take up first
1: oh well, probably i I'd, I'd say the Ark in the Sky, the first movement from the Ark in the Sky, which I sent you um yeah. okay it it's, it's, it's uh, i
2: think,
1: yeah i think it's a it's a good opener and i i mean I chose it when I was writing this piece uh so it's an hour long sixty five minute piece and yeah. i I decided. I don't always decide this, but I decided in this case that I wanted it to open with a bang. And I wanted to open, I really wanted to get people's uh, attention. Um, A lot of times, I think every piece of music has to kind of grab people by the lapels or grab them by the shoulders and shake them and say, "Listen, listen to me. Now, it doesn't mean that it has to be loud or it has to be violent or anything like that, but there has to be something in the music that stops the person in his or her tracks and says, uh, uh, you have to stop paying attention to this other thing and now listen to this thing. So there has to be something in there that does that. It could be very quiet. It could be done in any any of a million different ways, but there needs to be something that that the piece does. And so for this, the arc in the sky. I decided I really wanted to jump, jump out of the box, and with uh, why did they all shout? And it's okay. about yeah, it's it's about Robert Lax is the poet, and he's a, an amazing an amazing writer. And it was about about um, back in the nineteen twenties, he was studying at Columbia University, and he would go to Harlem to hear jazz. And he went and heard Louis Armstrong.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't know the context, but when I saw that Louis, I said, okay, this must be about Louis Armstrong.
1: Exactly. Precisely. And so I, he, I, his poem, and I wanted to capture the feeling that I think his poem does of just being blown away by this musical experience and being not only uh, not only blown away personally, but being lifted up in the community of the people that is li- that uh, is listening to this right now and is watching this, and so I wanted to try to convey that in some way through the music of okay. of, of this guy and his friend going to hear Louis Armstrong for the first time.
0: All right, let's hear it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. Okay. Okay. A cool piece. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it grabs you. It grabs you from the beginning with that with that repeated pattern mm-hmm. in the in the in the soprano. I in the in the woman's voices. Let me ask you something. Um, why did you choose this? Uh, I I was looking at the whole the three pieces i I have not looking I've not looked through more than that of your work but uh so you choose this uh this uh, harmonic language and uh, which is which is uh not the conventional harmonic language it it has some a little bit of clusters and a little bit of uh added notes added. Uh, you know, to the chords added. Uh, but there is not a lot of, uh, there is one accidental in the whole thing. It's it's all kept with, it's very interesting because yeah, it's, there is these chords that are vibrant and they do not, they do not, um, you feel unresolved because they have all these added tones, but you don't have to go off key. And I've and and I bet that 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 uh, your choral musicians enjoy like that.
1: That yeah yeah I think they I think they do and I my music veers between a couple of things. It's it's mostly uh, modal. Uh, yeah. Most of my things will will stay in one mode. Uh, not all of them. And in this piece, the arc in the sky, which this is the first movement of the um not all of the movements are are like this some of them are more tonal and some of them are more uh chromatic but this is i the, the it's nine movements and and it's in three sections and the first section is called jazz so the first three movements are under the first section called jazz and it's my take on it's a long story which I don't need to go into but jazz is a big part of Robert Lax's philosophy of of life how um, we improvise our lives uh, according to uh, uh, everyone else improvising and then uh, God sees over everything and so that that overarches uh, everything but in looking at jazz I just looked at the things that that I grew up with listening to from my parents' uh, uh, records and the groups that I listened to. And this particular one is, is really like swing music. It's really like uh, the swing band stuff. And and the choral writing is very much just like um, uh, jazz vocalists like the Andrew Sisters or Tex Beneke and the Modern Airs who sang with uh, Glenn Miller. And it's, the writing is very much like uh, jazz band writing that you would for a section of saxophones. So it's, uh, it's clusters, as you pointed out, yeah. and, and a lot of it is is just this parallel writing where everything goes up, uh, you know, all the voices go up and all the voices go down which is funny for me because I'm very much a contrapuntal uh, yeah. composer and, and, and this kind of goes against that. It's, it's the same in that I want each voice to have its own character, but <laughs> in this piece, they don't, they really don't. Cause the women are just like a saxophone section, you yes. know, and it goes up and it goes down uh, and all the voices go up and go down. And, and you, you learn that, uh, that that jag that you're singing, and you kind of just you lock into that,
0: right?
2: Yeah. So
1: you know it, it, it's it, it, the the men work against it, and then it gets a little. I have to do something in the middle, which is different, and then um, and you're right. I think there's I just add one sharp at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is one sharp in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and yet, and yet the chords do not resolve. You feel. You know, you feel a little bit in the air. It doesn't arrive at any, you know, like these the normal phrases that have a cadence that boom, you're done, right? Right. Right. No, it doesn't. This doesn't do that, which is very, which is very clever, and also it makes it interesting.
1: Well, thank you, thank you for saying that. I, you know, and and a big part of uh, of it also is with all my music that uses words is that I'm, I, I really am very concerned in setting the text, which means in trying to get into the emotion behind the text. And what I really wanted to approximate in this was the feeling of ecstasy that Robert Lacks was feeling when he heard this unbelievable trumpet player playing these for the time, unbelievably high notes in the trumpet. Nobody had ever heard anyone play the trumpet this high before and so it was it was just it was an uplifting experience for him and for everyone and so that's what I so there is a sense that you don't really cadence at all in that movement right. until the very end and even then the cadence then isn't he's... the cadence you're expecting
0: yeah it doesn't yeah. doesn't let you and the and the, but the text is very and the angels burst in and boom, yeah. that's The end of the piece. No, it's you know writing with text. I always say that. Uh, well, in my writing, I'm I'm a little bit more tonal than this, but um, but I feel that if you let the the words guide you, you have an infinity amount of uh, melodies because they have all the accents in different places. The words if you if you follow the cadence of the words and if you follow the there is a melody intrinsic in it you know so you know i it's very important i i understand what you mean by trying to do what the text there there does.
1: is a there is a melody that's intrinsic I, I do believe that but it's also true that uh if you and i set the same uh text yeah. we would we would come up with different answers for it not only that but if you set a text uh, today, as opposed to setting it a month from now, yeah. you would come up with different you know, different answers for it because things hit you differently. Um, it's just like reading. I mean, it, it's literally like reading a text. If you were gonna set a text, why did they all shout? Um, and you were going to recite that for an audience. Well, you could recite it any number of different ways. And um, any one of those could be uh, right. Could be uh, uh, integral and honest and true.
0: Yeah, you can do it differently, and it would probably be different by the time and and by the person that does it. But yeah. but I think that a lot of the richness of text is that it can give you a guide. Mm-hmm. At least, at least to me, it it gives me a guide to some degree. I agree. You know, it's a it's a very interesting idea. Now, going into uh, let let's get into the second piece because the second piece the second piece works toward this this climax. This also, right? And mm-hmm. I I felt that there is a moment there also that you reach this. What is this one? This is from text of the Apollo eight. That's right,
1: the astronauts. Yeah, the the piece uh, is the, the, pieces, the uh, constellation of Apollo and it, it has an interesting history. We don't need to go into the whole thing, but basically there, there's two sets of texts. One is, and Donald Nally who, who is the conductor of the crossing, he came with the idea with this original idea of the astronauts in 1968 they were the first astronauts to uh, circumnavigate the moon. Right. They came around the moon and they came back and they took that picture of the earth rise, of the earth rising over the surface of the moon. Right. And we, all, we all have seen that picture, uh, but those, the transcripts of the astronauts talking to each other while they were doing this, and, and then also talking to, the, uh, to Houston, which was the headquarters, and they were talking back and forth to each other. You can find that online, all the, the text is there. So I set, right. I set some of this text uh, to, to music. The other uh, part of the text, which we're not going to hear in, in this movement is from Boethius, the uh, Christian theologian and uh, philosopher from, uh, from very early on in the, uh, in, in the, in the time of the church. But this is called, uh, this is the second movement of the constellation of Apollo. And it's called, yes, it's beautiful. And it's the first time we see the astronauts and they're coming around the moon and they know that they want to take a picture of the earth. And so they're all talking to each other of how to set up. I mean, imagine this, there's three guys in this, in this rocket ship and they're trying to bring it around and one guy is actually holding a camera, a handheld camera, and he's got to line his window up. So it's like taking a picture of something out of your car window is what they were doing. <laughs> and he's telling the guy, no, bring it up, bring it up. No, y'all right. And, and the other guy is saying, right? Did you say right? And he said, yeah, right. <laughs> and he says, no, 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 slow, you know, slow it down. And, and, and all this is going back and forth. And uh, I I was really enamored of trying to set this very prosaic text. And the way I did it was to take the uh, three of the voices. So soprano, alto, tenor, bass. I took alto, tenor, bass, and I signed each one of those voices to one of the astronauts. I see. Each of those voices, I then split in half they sing in basically a canon with each other and it's very simple one voice starts one half of the voice starts the second half of the voice starts a little bit later later yeah at at some interval i don't know it depends it's like a third a lot of times it's a third uh different and uh so each of them are doing that and over that the sopranos are just singing one of the words in these kind of chords, this kind of halo of sound. Then the reason I did did all that, which is very boring to explain, but the reason I did that was that when you hear the transcripts, of course, it's very fuzzy sounding. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to get the idea of uh, you're hearing the words, but it's kind of hard to understand at the same time. I wanted to do that without using actual sound effects right I mean, you could have the voices going yeah yeah but i okay. i i don't really i don't i don't go into that and some people do but i don't and and so i wanted to do that musically a way to 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 kind of uh fuzzy up the music somehow so this is this is uh what i did the 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 real climax of the movement is when they see The moon. I'm sorry. They see the Earth, and one of the astronauts says, "Oh Jesus." Yeah. Now, I'm a Christian. I'm a religious person.
0: Okay. And
1: and you don't say "Oh Jesus" because it's kind of like a curse. You know, it's it's taking the Lord's name in vain, and so I thought, well, how do I? I don't know if I should set this or not, because it's someone using the, the lord's name but he's using it in vain but then i thought you know what i think i'm going to make this like a prayer so that it becomes and so all the voices join in on jesus and it becomes this 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 chord that just builds on itself and it it, it glows and it mushrooms yeah. and it becomes yeah. this really like a prayer um and it's a, a lot of people have said how it, that really that hits them hits them hard, and that that um, and then when you get to the end and it just says, it's it's beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful, <laughs>
0: and that's how it that's how it ends. Okay, let's hear it. Let's. I want I want people to hear this uh, this Jesus this because it struck me too. I, oh, that's yeah. why I brought it in because it climaxes there. The whole yeah. piece goes to that. And it's a very, very, very moving time. So let me, let me put it on, and we'll curate. It's about five minutes, so yeah. So you. Um, you know, get comfortable. <laughs> okay that was that was very moving Uh, thank you yeah that it's it's a it's a very nice moment out of the banality of all that conversation of you know but it's interesting even the banal can be elevated with the right touch
1: Oh, I believe so absolutely and it's just a matter of focus you know when we do that and as artists that's what we do We, we we focus on this or that and and that's what that's what elevates us
0: definitely so um i i wanted to um move on to the last piece why what is this star spangled banner uh, why did you do this? <laughs> why, what What was the motivation of this piece?
1: The the uh, the story. I'll try to make it as short as possible. Is uh, Craig Hella Johnson is the director of Conspirare, the professional choir in Austin, Texas, and he uh, wanted me to write this piece for uh, a concert that included the Los Angeles Guitar Quartet. Now there was already yeah there was already a piece. Uh, on here by Nico Muley, which they had done a few years previously, so they were going to redo this piece, his piece, and record it, and so Craig wanted to have some other pieces that also included guitars. Nico's had actually 12 guitars, uh, three different guitar quartets, uh, and, uh, but I, I, I was going to write one for uh, guitar quartet, and also cello. Uh, because we had a cellist, a wonderful cellist um, for uh, for the concert, and Nico's piece was about uh, it was the texts of um uh, women uh, settlers who had come from the east coast to the west and it was it was their writings, so he was setting to music uh, their writings and so Craig wondered, you know, maybe we can come at it from a different point of view, you know, not the the white people coming from the east, but maybe uh, some of the indigenous people or, you know, what, you know, come up with some ideas. So I started looking at a lot of Native American uh, texts, and I found this book by this Sarah Winnemucca, who was a Paiute uh, Indian from the Paiute nation in what is now uh, Nevada. And she wrote an autobiography, and it's the first book in English by a Native American woman, and she wrote it, she was born in the 1840s, she wrote this in the 1890s. And so I read this, uh, and I, I was just I was just struck by all the stories she had in here. And some of them were very happy stories about growing up in, in the Paiute Nation, her her father was uh, a chief, her grandfather was a chief of, of the tribe that she was in, very important man. And her grandfather also uh, welcomed the white soldiers who came over. So she told stories about the, the white soldiers and the army. And some of the stories were good and some of the stories were not good. <laughs> the uh, the, the uh, stories of uh, soldiers killing uh, her people yeah you know for no reason and then also stories of her tribe and other tribes fighting and uh so it's all in there it's all very honest and it's all it's all wonderfully surprising and honest and dear and much of the book is written from her point of view as a young girl and th- the story that really popped out to me was her grandfather, uh, as I said, worked for the US Army. And so he learned a lot of uh, the stories and a lot of the songs from the soldiers. And one of the songs he learned was the Star Spangled Banner. Now, that is, of course, our national anthem. It wasn't really officially the national anthem then, but it was written, you know, 25 years earlier and or so and um it, it so she grew up believe it or not this Paiute young woman singing the star spangled banner but the story gets even better there's one point in the story where the uh the soldiers come to the Paiutes and they say look this other tribe uh killed some white people and we want you to help us find the Indians that did this and they said sure we'll do that (laughs) and so they had a war dance and Sarah says I'd never seen a war dance before and she said the Paiutes are not fond of going to war and that's the name of one of the movements the Paiutes are not fond of going to war so I'd never seen one of these things before so they had this war dance and at the end of it one of the, so the captains says, okay, now we're gonna sing the Star Spangled Banner. So the soldiers sing the Star Spangled Banner. And she said, I didn't recognize it. It was totally different from the Star Spangled Banner that my grandfather told me taught, taught us. So I thought, I mean, this is just the wackiest story. So I thought, what would it be like to write a Star Spangled Banner that was different from the one we know of as the Star Spangled Banner. And I didn't try to write, you know, come up with like Paiute music or something like that, or or try to take the Star Spangled Banner and like mess with it, you know? I just wanted to write something completely new, but using those words of, oh, say, can you see? And so that's what I did. And I have to tell you that the reactions from the audience of this star spangled banner i could not have imagined how powerful this hit people and i've had people who come up to me who are native american who have native american ancestry who were with tears in their eyes saying that that i i got it now wow. i don't pre- i don't pretend to say that I get anything or or that I can imagine what someone else is going through or what some other culture, you know, what they live through. Um, but I just tried to write it from the viewpoint of a young girl hearing this and making it new. There's a little bit of echoes of our Star Star yes. Banner in it. Uh, not much, but a little bit. And um, so this that. is... Yeah this this is what uh, this is what I wanted wanted to do and it's been very powerful with the the reactions I've I've gotten from it I just
0: shake my head over the story
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah I understand well let's hear it okay thank let's, you let's share it with everybody else
1: Yeah so this is the fifth movement of the dawn's early light this is the star-spangled banner
0: That's beautiful, and I, I know how hard it is to get the lyrics of a well-known thing and try to do something else with it. But uh, was it a hard? Was it hard to get it off your head?
1: Uh, once, once I knew where I was going uh, with it, then it, it wasn't. It wasn't hard. Then it was setting it uh, just as it, if it were uh, new. Uh, as a a new text yeah it's uh, the the difficult thing was trying to find that emotion and it wasn't actually it wasn't one emotion it was a combination of emotions because imagine this this young girl who's a native american who is singing the star spangled banner which is uh uh you know, glorifying the United States of America, which is what she is a part of, but is also oppressing her, and it's it's you have the the, the uh, conflicting emotions of pride and and shame, and uh, knowledge of good things and knowledge of bad things. All together, all at the same time, and I, I, I tried to, and yet, and, and then, overarching all of that, is this pride in who in who you are, and so I tried to, uh, I, I tried to pay homage to all of those uh, at the same time. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, I, I don't know if that's, if that's really possible to do, other than, just trying to be true to the words themselves and the words here's the thing the words are actually very beautiful yes uh, but so when you attend to the words you and i were talking about this before and you mentioned this about you, you know you, you attend to the words th- the text will tell you where how, how to set it you know so that was that was what made it um it was never easy to do it <laughs> but that gave me the path forward
0: well that's that's uh a very moving rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner. Thank and you. with that, I want to thank you so much for joining me and for spending some time with me sharing ideas and sharing your music. I could have ended the broadcast right after that piece ended because it put me in a kind of a state, you know, <laughs> of a thank contemplative you. state. So it's, it's hard to get out of that and into a conversation you know mm-hmm. but so uh thank you very much and uh i hope we can keep in touch and, i hope so
1: too Sergio. and and it was very kind of you to invite me onto your podcast and uh all the best to you and thank you for the conversation and
0: the and the really good questions i really do appreciate it thank you and that, that that's
2: all folks as they said <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye